Broads, this episode is brought to you by Majori, the brand that makes fine jewelry for every day. Listen, with the holidays coming up, there's a good chance you're going to find yourself dressed to the nines one day and then in your coziest sweatsuit the next. But no matter what the outfit or activity, your jewelry can pretty much always stay the same because Majori pieces are built to be worn and loved day in and day out. And I can seriously wear them with a t-shirt and jeans or a super fancy dress and heels. Very versatile. Plus, each piece is handcrafted, fairly priced, and ethically sourced. And while you're grabbing pieces for yourself, we should mention that Majori pieces make the perfect gift, okay? Each item comes with complimentary gift wrapping and a personal card. Gifting Majori is a guaranteed hit this holiday season. Head to Majori.com slash chatty for 10% off your first order. That's code chatty for 10% off your first order at M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash chatty. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, howdy there, broads. Howdy doody. It's the Chatty <laughs> It's the Chatty Broads Rodeo. Yeehaw. Cow cow broads. <laughs> cow, cow bros and broads. Cow bros and broads. I was like, I'm a cow broads. So I'm like, oh, cowboys. Okay. <laughs> Why are you calling our listeners cows? I'm like, I'm a little confused, but also I don't know the rodeo scene super well. So maybe this is like, you know, some lingo <laughs> some, some, that I'm unaware yeah, of. Yeah, only the coolest. Cow broads. <laughs> Do you know what your uh, name means? Your name Jessica means? You mean like the definition of it? Well, Rebecca, I looked it up. Means. I thought you were asking in reference to like the rodeo definition of my name. I'm like, what am I about to learn? You know what they call Jessica's out on the range? Um, no, my name, I looked it up and it means fattened calf, a.k.a. cow. Because I am an honorable sacrifice for the Lord. I was going to say, I'm like, there's part of that that feels a little rude to call you a sacrifice. But also an honor. But it is an honor. And the fattened calf is the best of the best, baby. Yes. You hear me? Yes. Wow, that's that's actually a very heavy meaning for yeah. a name. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Did you look up the na- the meaning of uh, the kiddos' names before you named them? Was that something that like nope. you cared about? Didn't look it. Uh, maybe I did. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, you know what, what ember I, means? A flame. Yeah, like a, a spark and and act like yeah, an literally ember. what an, an ember, ember is. Let's, wait, let's look up Jessica first. Jessica name. Well, there's two definitions. Oh, that all right, I've all, seen. all right, all right. Because also my name. Also, I've heard it means to tie or bind. Hot. Yeah. Or also, you know what? You You're think like, hot? Kinky I never even, Rebecca. I never even thought about that. <laughs> Literally, the way I was thinking of it is like a trap. Like how she tricked. You know how Rebecca in the Bible tricked Isaac into oh, giving yeah. her favorite son the Sneaky inheritance. Sneaky Rebecca. Exactly. Got it. Sneaky, sexy though. I was gonna say I was thinking a little bit more of like the fetish community, and I'm down. I like that. I like that better. Okay. So I've heard the definition of Jessica. My mom used to tell me that it means God's grace. She was like, it's God's grace. It's God's grace. And then Google when I got a different old, answer. well, then when I got okay. older, when for some reason I was younger and we were talking about the definition of names and it said wealthy one, Jessica, I saw that definition. And okay. then I hated that because then wealthy all my friends one. are always like, she's a rich, she's the rich one and you're fucking stuck up and I and I so, so wasn't that way I didn't feel that way like I was you know, oh, you know why because Jessica in William Shakespeare's play The Merchant of Venice she's the daughter of the money lender. Shylock 
Exactly. Thank you. I good work. <laughs> Thank you. Good work. Good work. I remember that. But play. that's not what the everything else is. Everything else is it means God beholds. Okay, that feels generic. Which I guess like God's vision, sort of. You know, God beholds. Like I'm God the beholds. vision of the Lord. I mean, I'll take it. Come to fruition. I used to always feel when I did find out that Jessica came from Shakespeare. I was that's, like, that slaps. Yeah, that's, I had no idea. I thought mm -hmm. Jessica was just, you know. I think he created the name. Why did it not come into popularity at all before like the 80s? I don't know. Isn't you interesting think maybe, how that happens? Maybe there was uh, around Shakespeare's time a big surge of Jessicas that just weren't, you know, well known of notoriety in I history. Mean, yeah, look how though names happen. It's like. Jessica was in popular in the 80s. Probably no one named their all their son Oliver since like the 1800s. And now every other damn kid is named Oliver. That's very true. <laughs> hey. Just happens. Hey, how weird are names? It's weird. Like you come out of the birth canal and someone chooses your name. I know. And then that's just like what your label is for I the know. rest of your life. Ruth means friend. Franklin means free. Oh my God. Simple and great. Friend and free. That's beautiful. I like this too. That really that really fits them. It really does. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um what does Evan mean? I think it's some like burly thing. Some the sort Lord of... is gracious. Yeah, right. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is God beholds and his is the Lord is gracious. You wanna guess at the most popular sorry tangent, but you know, whatever. Hmm. This is what Tuesdays are for now. Oh, god get i was fucking oh wait no, no no the girl version of oliver olivia is the most popular girl's baby name in 2021 i do love the name olivia boys is liam that's been a popular one for a while emma noah amelia oliver what does grayston mean grayston's just like a family name of his um let's look it up but it's been in their family for a long time. That's really got cool. like passed down. I like family names. Uh, I think it's technically a last name because it's okay. Scottish English. Um, like family crest name is the first thing that came up when I typed in mm. Greyston. It's of Anglo-Saxon origin from the Greystones near Sheffield in Yorkshire. <laughs> oh. Yorkshire. Do you know what your last name means? Martinez. Yeah. What's yours mean? Um. Well. I forget. Okay, so my new last name, Ambrose, means immortal, which is cool. That is cool. It's like a god name. Yeah, no, Ambrose is definitely like... Ambrose, yes. It's been around for a hot minute, that Yeah, name. that's cool. That's cool. I mean, Martinez just means like son of Martin, you know? Okay. Cool. Collins, my maiden name. But it, but Martin's from the Latin Martinus, a, der a derivative of Mars, you know, the Roman god. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, mine says son of Colin. But that, right. that also doesn't feel right because Collins is a... Collins? Collins is a really, like, that's a very old, like, family name. Because mm. it used to be, it came from McCollian, or how, I don't know how you say, pronounce it in... The Irish language. Collins. But it's Mick. But my actual, Colin. before my um, grandparents came over, it was like Mick Collian something. McCollian Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> my maiden name is Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, that's quite a name. That is quite a name. So is his last name Culkin? And his and first name Macaulay? Macaulay? What the hell? Let's look that up. I didn't realize that I kind of did that to Ember. Ember Ambrose. You kind of did. And I didn't mm. really think about it. That's Ember not Ambrose. as strong as Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Macaulay yeah, no, Culkin. dude, his last name's Culkin. Culkin. What kind of name <laughs> is this? Dude, no shade, Macaulay, but Macaulay? Yeah. What even is that? Is that Irish? I mean, it has to be like Scottish or Irish, right? That's a, that's a very... Macaulay! 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 Macaulay Culk... Mac- oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's on Wikipedia. Like the first line mets- messed it up. So it, so it says, Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin is an American actor. <laughs> I never really thought about that name. Macaulay Culkin. Wait, 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 wait. Is that his name? If you go on the Wikipedia, it says Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin, born Macaulay Carson Culkin. Macaulay Carson Culkin? I mean, that's just mean. That's cruel. That's rude. What? Macaulay Colson Carson. Wait, Macaulay? Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin was his born name, but he legally changed his middle name. Wait, 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 wait. His born Hold his, on. His his birth Hold name on. was Macaulay Macaulay Culkin. Hold on. Is this a blip in the wiki? How have I not heard of this? Okay, okay, listen. No, this no no no. Listen to this. This is listen to this. This is gonna blow your mind. <laughs> this is gonna blow your mind. When he was born. Macaulay's middle name was Carson. Macaulay Carson Culkin. The Home Alone star wasn't happy with it, though. My middle name is something dumb. Larry Orange. Honestly, I can't even remember it. He tweeted in 2018. So what did he do? He asked his fans to vote on a new middle name. No, this is a Newsweek, it. by the way, this article. This isn't Newsweek. This okay. is real. Okay, okay. Everything on the internet is real. He asked <laughs> his fans to vote on a new middle name via his website, Bunny Ears. They settled on something truly monumental. Macaulay Culkin. So he changed it legally. It, the name won by a landslide 60,000 votes. So <laughs> he, he changed his legal name to Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. <laughs> that is incredible. Why haven't I heard of this? This I is top level know. news. This is top level news. How have I not heard Macaulay, Macaulay, so he Culkin, legally changed Culkin. it in April 2019. Macaulay, it took Macaulay, longer than he thought it would. But now his legal name is Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. <laughs> Incredible. I want to do that. I want people to vote. Jessica, Jessica, Ambrose, Ambrose. I want people to vote on a name for me. And I'll be like, I will legally change oh, it. Oh, bitch, you know that's all we want to do. Like when we were watching that episode of The Bachelorette where they give me the nicknames. Give me a nickname, <laughs> please. Give me a nickname. I, all I've wanted in my life is some nickname like Bubbles or something, you know, Have that you everyone ever calls me. Have you had a nickname? I mean, Becca, Beck. Yeah, no. but I mean like a, like some sort of like snazzy, right. like, you Sparky. know, everybody calls me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some kids no. are like, oh, but all, everyone calls me Bubba. No, no. Or like, you know. I know. That one time by the river. Right. I, uh, you know, I caught that red fish and I let him back into the stream. And so for the rest of my life, they called me Big Red. Yeah. I mean, and you're like, well, the, the tales of your of your I f- life. I feel like I've <laughs> told this story before, 
But it's crazy how some nicknames will just catch on like wildfire. And I've always been so fascinated yeah, by how that. How does that work? Like my ex-boyfriend in like junior high, he was telling a girl his name. His name was Steven. And she heard it wrong. And she was like, deer hole? Jessica. How do you hear deer hole from Steven? You know, but you know how yeah. people, you know how junior high yeah, girls you, are. Yeah. Wait, did you say did did deer you hole? Did you just say fuck me in the ass? <laughs> Like what? You're like no. I said Jessica. Oh my fuck me in the what? I thought your name was oh fuck me in the god. ass. Oh my god, that was crazy because I thought for a second that was really your name. That is such a junior that is high so girl. Junior high. <laughs> that is that big flirt junior high energy. So she was like dear hole, but Jess, it caught on, and so I'm telling you, when I met him, senior year of high school, I thought his name like I was I thought his name was Deerheart actually wow that's pretty legendary well i knew someone named gerhart yes and yes i've heard of a gerhart before i didn't know that was a common name but I so i was like Deerheart. all right whatever it's probably some family name or something but then it was like deer hole and i was like deer hole i don't know <laughs> but i didn't think anything of it but everyone called him deer hole until like a year into us dating he was like <sighs> when i changed his nickname to son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> that bastard no a year into us dating he was just really like yeah, I just really don't like when people call me that anymore. And so he just told all his friends, like, I don't want you to call me Deer Hole anymore. Call me Steven. And then he was able to change his name back. But I mean, understandably, because Deer Hole, if your nickname was Deer Heart, that's cool. But Deer Hole. No, I'm telling you, even teachers called him Deer Hole. Like, like what is a Deer Hole? hole. Like, what it's is gr- a Deer Hole? Gross, right? <laughs> I mean, it's gross. But also, if you say it fast enough, you don't even think about the deer fact hole. that it's like a, a Deer Hole. You're yes. just like Deer Hole. It just becomes a name. And that's what everyone called him. Wow. Yeah, I know. And it was like his name. And then until he was like, guys, start calling me Steven. Good for him. I know. He really spoke his truth and he needed to be called <laughs> Steven. He did not want to be called Deer Hole anymore. He's God like, bless I'm about him. to graduate high school. Like, I just, it's like, I really want to go into college as Deer Hole. But it's crazy that like four years. That is pretty incredible. There has to be the just exact algorithm of people catching on to the nickname. And you have to have just the right amount of people yeah. continue saying it for it to last years. And you got to have people too who like. You got to have that hype person at your school who's like, you know, if all of a sudden I showed up first day of school and I was carrying a bunch of bags and he's like, yeah, check out bags over there. And so then everyone's like, hey, bags, bags. I mean, I would have lived for a nickname like that. Me too. Call me bags. (laughs) (laughs) Call me big baggy. You need because some people are really good at giving nicknames like those guys on the show. They were so good at giving nicknames. We could start calling each other by a nickname and see if it catches on. You you went you did go by baby Becca for a while. People were calling you baby Becca. I know. I know. It's just stupid. What about just baby? Like um, nobody puts baby in the corner. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, doesn't everyone call her baby? Yeah. Like like, oh, baby. Baby is a cute nickname. What was my dad? My dad had a nickname growing up. Um can't remember but anyway yeah you know my dad did call me kiki my whole life that's cute kiki mm-hmm. why um oh and then bucket he always called me bucket uh i have no idea it was just for oh, a long time my dad's but then when make- i got older he stopped calling me bucket and kiki my dad's nickname was chalu and a bunch of his family members still call him chalu i don't know what that what means does that mean? i don't know look all of a sudden you look and it's like actually something very offensive it's an Indian name. Well, in in India, it it's a for a girl a name that means like characterless or immoral. I don't know. I don't know if it means anything. Chalupa. 
What does chalupa mean? Obviously, that's made up for Taco Bell, but I just I don't, don't know. know. Hmm. Well, Any true I, Spanish speakers, <laughs> let us know, but... Okay, broads, taking a quick pause. Listen, looking back at the holidays from when I was a kid, without a doubt, okay, the best and most memorable times were the ones where my family and I were creating the magic of the season together. I'll always remember the homemade ornaments and the art projects and the time that we all spent together making them. And I am so happy to be able to create those same memories now with my husband and our daughter, thanks to KiwiCo. And by the way, not only during the holiday season, but all year round. So KiwiCo... We love KiwiCo in our house. It's the hands-on learning crate that delivers science, art, and geography projects to your little learner every month. And with each crate, your child will get to do multiple projects to help them understand a new subject or concept in a way that makes the most sense to them. From discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine. So cool. There are a lot of fun activities to do with kids of pretty much every age. And the best part for us parents and caretakers, at least, is that everything is included. Everything is included. And I do mean it. Okay, that means you'll get to spend way more time learning and creating memories with your kiddos and way less time running to the store for glue sticks. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, If you have kids at home or kids on your holiday uh, shopping list this year, this is the perfect gift to keep fostering their curiosity and encouraging them to be creative thinkers the whole year through. This holiday season, give the gift of a fun, hands-on holiday experience with KiwiCo. It's so much better than just like your run-of-the-mill toy from the store Um, because KiwiCo is like a whole activity. It's awesome. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code chatty at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com promo code chatty. Okay, speaking of holidays, I know we say that the holidays are the most wonderful time of the year, but the fact of the matter is for a lot of people, the holiday season is actually one of the toughest times of the year and that's okay. But when the world around you is shoving tidings of comfort and joy down your throat at every turn, it can start to feel like you are in it alone. And that's where Talkspace can help. Yeah, Talkspace is awesome. Like therapy has never been more convenient. There's really no excuse anymore. It's the number one online therapy platform that wants to help you get the support you need to get through the holiday season. And with just a single message, you can start your journey to feeling better. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists ready to talk with you, and they're specialized in dozens of different areas, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. So no matter what you're dealing with, there is a perfect match for you on the Talkspace platform. With Talkspace, there are no waiting rooms because everything is done online at your convenience through the platform. You can send unlimited messages to your therapist or video conference them, which is one of my favorite features because you know when you're struggling and you're like, I need to talk to somebody and then you call your therapist and they're like, yeah, we can talk in three or four weeks when I have an opening. And you're like, no, I need to talk right now. Well, with Talkspace, you're able to do that. Um, And because Talkspace believes everyone should have access to help, A Talkspace session will cost you just a fraction of what traditional in-person therapy costs. I personally love knowing that my Talkspace therapist is just one message away anytime I need them. If you need a little support to help you through the end of the year, or if you want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. You can match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off with promo code CHATTY. So that's $100 off when you use code CHATTY at Talkspace.com. 
in high school i did i did get two nicknames in high school that didn't catch on with everyone but with a group of people and i hated both of them oh tell pray so my friends used to call me hans because of my chin and my facial structure yeah that's just not a fun one it's just rude because they would like (laughs) they would fucking laugh about it it would be like oh hans her chin enters the room before the rest of her face does no that's just mean they're just like it was just mean so i was like so like but it, it was only like it was only a couple of my friends and they'd be super shitty about it that's annoying. Yeah, it was actually what really was the other one? I'm going to confront them about it at yeah. some point in my life and be like, hey, remember you shitheads? Yeah. <laughs> um, my other one was harassment. And they called me Bacon. And it was the senior guys when I was a freshman. Why did they call you Bacon? Because I don't, I, I showed up at school and one of like the, the, the one of the uh, senior guys had a crush on me, I guess. I didn't even like really know him at all. And then all, and then this like group of like disgusting older boys like had a nickname for one of the girls that some of the senior guys liked, and they called her Peaches. And then they called me Bacon, like food. Yeah. And so they would scream it at me in the halls, like when I was. Why? It was just kind of like you know, like a hot piece of sizzling bacon. Like literally, call me a food product. And so I would like be going to like my locker and they'd be screaming down the hall, hey, bacon. That's how they would say it. And they would yell it at me. What is this, a Stanley Kubrick film? <laughs> it felt like it. It was a very small private school and it was made up of a load of assholes. And that senior class was the fucking nightmare. And then the junior class and they would legit. And then they'd be like in their football bus leaving and they'd scream bacon at me like at the football games. If I was there at a horrible freshman year. And then in the, in the like the locker area. And I remember then talking to like some of the teachers about it and I'd be like, can you please stop? Like get them to stop. Like I am yeah. so I was in your freshman too. So you're yeah, so in your so head. Self, you feel so self-conscious about right? anything that anyone says. Yeah. And so then I would I would um get so like embarrassed. Well, like I would try to avoid the locker times. I would like peek to see who was there and hope none yeah. of them were there. And then I like run and like put my stuff away. So sad. So sad. <laughs> and so then I like confronted some of the you know confronted. I'll use that in yeah. quotes. But like talked to some of the teachers about. It. I'm like, can you please get them to stop? And they literally like. Thanks, Christian school. They literally were like, boys will be boys. That type of thing. Until one day, oh, oh, the leader of that crew, he was like the main, he was like the star football player yeah. on the team, which didn't mean a lot, by the way. We were like <laughs> D17 division. It was like non-existent. Um, we were, he went to the same church as me and one day or one weekend we were going on like a mountain retreat and so we were all in the bus together and he wasn't so much of a hot shot at church like he was at school but he tried to like pull think he was doing something when I was on the bus and then he yelled hey bacon at me in the bus and my smallest girlfriend she was like she's like this 410 like she's she and he was a big guy right she's so tiny and she barreled down, oh man, barreled down the uh, the aisleway in the bus and was like, hey, and like started screaming at him. She's like, don't you dare, that is disgusting. Do not call my friend that she was a freshman too and went off on him. 
And so then a couple of the leaders from the church were like, what's going on? And they found out that he was calling me bacon. And so then they pulled me aside and they were like, what's this about? And I'm like, they harass me at school and they call me that and they sexualize me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he got a like, massive I'm just a tender piece of yes, meat. And then he got a massive talking to by the leaders at the church. And then they called his parents and they were like, who were really involved in the church. And like, your son is initiating this type of behavior and doing this to a woman. And my dad was an elder at the church. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so then, <laughs> so then he, then that, energy transferred to school and so then when the guys would try to do it he would like tell them to stop and so then it died it died down towards the end of the year and that was my tale yeah i hated freshman year do you think um do you think you would have had a what if they you were peaches instead would have been any better i think it yes I mean, it's much better objectively than bacon. Yes. And especially at that time, too, when you heard peaches, it wasn't like there weren't like emojis and like shit. So like it wasn't you didn't think of but it was just like sweet. Yeah. Peaches. Yeah. My girlfriend, they called peaches. And so it was like, okay. Meanwhile, I get fucking greasy breakfast food. (laughs) Bacon. (laughs) Yeah, that Bacon at the fucking football games getting screamed at. It was such a travesty because um, Evan and then a couple of my other guy friends from church ended up transferring to that school junior year. And so they missed it by a year. Mm. And if they would have been there, Mm. it would have been justice. Justice. Now, Jess, I got to tell you. So, you know, I write notes in my phone every week that things I want to bring up. Yes. This is our new tradition. Yeah. Except that I my. I really give my future self too much credit in knowing what I was trying to talk about. What does this note mean? <laughs> Tell me what this what this means to you. Topics for Jess is the headline. I love it. Boyfriend in the room. Boyfriend in the room. What in God's name does that mean? Oh my God, I need to analyze. In what room? Mean. And so then now I'm now my point in bringing it up is now we can just have were you ever in speech and debate where you'd have like um yes, the speech like thing where they give masters you- <laughs> yeah where they're like okay you have to cover this topic for cottage two cheese minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, you have two minutes on cottage so, cheese so boyfriend in the room what could this mean um okay and boyfriend not husband so boyfriend boyfriend in the room okay so i'm assuming you're not referring to grayston because i right. think you would just say we're, gray. we're talking about i i must be getting your general opinion on a something, boyfriend right? in the room so maybe um i'm either i have my brain like went, in the delivery room was my thought oh okay my brain went in, in two very different directions okay. one direction was uh when you like walk into a party and you're like in a group and your boyfriend's there and like uh-huh. how do you handle like uh-huh. dealing with an ex okay. in okay. a space and my okay. other thought i think i would have put ex-boyfriend probably my other thought was uh also an ex directed and i was more like boyfriend in the room ex-boyfriend in the room while you're having sex with your current partner see it says a lot about your psyche mm-hmm. it, it really does really really start thinking about granted you don't have a current boyfriend so that makes sense why you would think ex-boyfriends because right. you have a husband not a boyfriend right. boyfriend in the room i just don't is the room a room you know what i mean boyfriend in the room what type of space i, I in- instantly think that's probably something having to do with non-monogamy i would imagine boyfriend or, huh. 
I just don't know. But that was one of my main notes that I wanted I'm to really talk about this out. week. I, me too. Obviously, I was in a tizzy. It makes me think that I was probably listening to something or watching something and I was in a hurry. Do and that's you think why I wrote it down. Your autocorrect changed room. Boyfriend in the boom. Boy, boyfriend in the zoom. Boyfriend in the zoom? That could be something. Boyfriend, <laughs> boyfriend in the zoom call? Maybe? Perhaps? Listening in? I don't know, but that's Hearing just, something he shouldn't That's just really a disappointment for me. That is actually a huge Maybe bummer. it'll come to me. The other thing I wanted to talk about was yes. the Botox. I want to give an update on my Botox. I love a Botox update. A new con I've discovered. Okay, so this isn't a pro. Okay. I have pros. Okay. I do have pros. Okay, okay, I do okay, have pros. Okay. But another con I discovered, first and foremost. So they put Botox just on my like left eyebrow because she said that they're uneven. This is one of the other downsides of going to a aesthetic whatever that person's called yeah i remember the first time i went yes and the guy they're was like, like mm. i'm gonna give you a full facial analysis right. they're like nothing but asymmetry is all i see <laughs> ugly ugly and i loved being like oh so i have to change everything <laughs> on my face right so you know she's like well you know we could do brow lift on both sides but i think this side this side droops more so we're just gonna do it on this side i'm like what i thought my eyebrows were perfectly even okay but so she only oh, on one droopy. side that's what I'm yeah yeah yeah, let's give our, let's give ourselves Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs name. I'll be droopy. You can be. <laughs> I'll be. I was trying to think of something about my plastic face. My plastic. <laughs> I'll, I'll think of something. You could be old rubber face. <laughs> Call me old rubber, and you can decide whether that's a condom or my face. <laughs> old rubbery over there. Um. So when I cry, though. I look so fucking weird because, okay, so, so they gave me Botox in the left, left, left brow right here, upper brows to kind of pull everything up and then the 11s mm -hmm. in between my eyebrows, but nothing on my right side, you know, right? Because they're trying to balance out and bring the left one up yeah. just slightly. So when I cry, I'm trying to furrow my brows and I'm like, <laughs> my right brow will droop down like it would normal because I'm making a face where I'm like, yeah, yeah. And it's going in. And I was looking at my, and then the, of course my forehead doesn't move. So I was crying yesterday and I was like crying with the guy. I was like, <laughs> I was really upset about something. And then I looked in the mirror. I was like, my face looks so <laughs> fucking weird from the Botox. And then Gray just started cracking up. But like my left brow, it's just the contortion of when you're trying to cry and trying to, that is just weird. Oh yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't furrow very <laughs> but well. But at least is it even? Like do your cry face. Um, <laughs> do you cry? No, because uh, this one, this eyebrow, fine. I think... My last injector, I think, did a little more on this side. <laughs> and so this eyebrow just in general has been going up more. So I always look very in engaged and thought provoked. I'm always just like, hmm. You're like a detective all the time. <laughs> Sherlock. 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 That's Good, old Sher <laughs> Good old Sherlock. You know, with her wild eyebrow. Sherlock's a cool nickname that I like. That, that. is a fun. I'm sorry. We'll figure out something else. Other maybe, maybe one day I'll, I'll find one. So I decided this is what I'm gonna do though. I might get the I might get the I do like when I do raise my eyebrows and I, I do like how it some people don't like it. I do like the cartoony villain thing. Me too. You know? How when you're the middle of your forehead's frozen. So mm -hmm. when you raise my, I raise my eyebrows a lot, when I raise my eyebrows, they go swoop. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're flying mm -hmm. off my head. I like that actually. So I would get that again if it was free. But then I won't get the elevens uh, except for a tiny bit. When it's the summer, when I'm on the beach, and I'm usually squinting a lot because it's bright out. That's yes. what I've decided. Okay. 
Well, you now you you figured out what you what you want and what you desire. Mm-hmm. I um I will I will be continuing probably to get everything. Wait, what do you get when you do it though? Do you do like this um, this this? Well, it, I actually get something kind of different okay. like every time because it just depends. But on I do how still want to try the TMJ one, like you're telling me. I live for the TMJ one. Yeah. Um. So I actually need to get it. It's been a while. I'm starting to get my tension headaches again. Um. But I do the 11s. Yeah. And I do my forehead, and I want to do the eyebrow, the lift now. I'm ready, but I haven't done it yet. Oh, I've mm-hmm. never done it before. I mean, they just did a tiny bit on the side. Obviously, you can't really see it much. But I, uh, yeah, I just do the 11s and then the forehead. And then I've gotten the um, crow's feet done. Oh, really? um, Once before, but I didn't like it. What what happens to your face, though? Like, I don't. It's just like, like when you smile. Ah, it doesn't like crinkle. Yeah. And so and I got it done a long time ago and it's still I will say when I got it done, it did prevent them and I still can't full like I still don't fully have them because of that. I guess I'm not sure when I do I get crow's feet like when 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 in my normal facial expression would I get crow's feet when I'm like what face? Just when you're smiling. Which is it's which is nice. Yeah, I guess it kinda But I had I had gotten it when I wasn't smiling and I could see them. Oh. Because they start to, you know, when you get older, yeah. the crow's feet, then when you're not smiling, there's lines there. Interesting. What else was going to ask you about? I don't know. Oh, oh, how was your, how was Ember's birthday just passed, right? Uh, no. So her birthday is coming up on November 20th. Oh, I don't know why. But, I always think it's the beginning, like the 6th or something for some reason. Um. Well, we did an early birthday present oh, for her. Oh, did you? Yes. Tell so, us about it, please. Oh, my God. It was the best thing ever. What'd you do? So we went to, um, we took her to Universal Studios. Yes. I've never been. Really? You Mm -mm. haven't? Mm -mm. Okay. So I will say about Universal Studios is it's not like going to Disneyland, like where there's so much to do. Mm -hmm. Like Universal Studios has a couple rides. Um, They have a great uh, tour that you can go on and you can see like the different studios and like mm-hmm. the studios are active too when you go on the lot so it's like oh right there's where they film the voice and you'll see people going in oh, and out cool. and you're like uh-huh. hi yeah. <laughs> um, but, but they have it's it's really it's a fun i think it's definitely something everyone should should try going to but it's not something that i'd be like oh every weekend we go like i would go to disneyland every weekend if there's I could. always something to there's just there's just a ton of rides it's so fun universal studios doesn't have quite that energy are you guys gonna me. get a season pass to uh, Disneyland, I thought about it. I've thought about it. So I think they have them again. Yeah, they're called Magic Keys now. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but I, we, if we lived in Orange County, I would definitely get one. We, I used to have it because we used. I used to live like five minutes from Disneyland, and I would go all. The Although time. even when I lived here in Lincoln Heights, I we had one, and it's like, well, that that's the thing that we would go in the evenings, and so in the evenings it was like a forty-five minute drive, and it wasn't yeah. that bad. But. Yeah, it's if Ember wasn't in school now, I would for sure get one. I'd be like, we're going to go all yeah. the time, like midweek when it's quiet and it's not hectic. Oh, yeah. We'll just cruise because that's what I used to do with her when she was I had a pass when she was a newborn. Yeah. So I would oh, put fun. her in the stroller and I would just cruise around all day at Disneyland and people like, watch. To a podcast. It was people. amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And it, it smells the delicious smells there. Mm-hmm. And it's like just nice pretty relaxing mm-hmm. music and everyone's joyful and i'm just like doo, 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 doo. yeah um but so yeah so we took her to universal studios but we took her there specifically to take her to the wizarding world of harry potter mm-hmm. because ember is a uh harry potter fan is this very new 
It's a no. Really? I think. Well, I would say maybe it's like six or seven years old. Maybe. Maybe I'm totally off, but I think it's numerous years old. No, no, no. Ember's obsession with Harry Potter. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> well, the dates of Universal <laughs> Studios. I think they erected the uh, the Hogwarts replica around 2012. So I don't know how new that that is. Um, no, okay, no. So okay. she was she became super into Harry Potter when she was like two, two and a half. Oh my god, really? I showed her like little just clips from the first movie and she would run around in her like Hogwarts dress and she was so into it. And it was her like second Halloween costume. I think she was How cute. in her little Hogwarts oh my outfit. God. How cute. So cute. Which for me, there's a lot of like, there's a lot to unpack there that I love because we weren't allowed to read Harry Potter when I was young. Very so I'm like, experience. free my daughter. Yeah. Let yeah. her read free, Potter. Free her <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um... So she was super into it. But then for a couple years, like she just got into other things and it was like, oh, you know, she's I don't know. Other stuff took precedent. And then really recently, unicorns <clears throat> and cats and cats, the musical and such cats, the musical. <laughs> oh, God, what a long phase that was. Please, God, let it be gone for forever. There was it was gone for a minute and then there was a resurgence for a while. Oh, and I was like, no. God damn that rum tum tugger. Like if I hear And there isn't any for you to shout it And she just hip thrusts at me anymore I've never still never seen it And I'd like to keep it that way Let's just pretend it doesn't exist for Ruth's sake please I will highly recommend Don't bring it into my home I will absolutely never bring it into your home Yeah just don't I just don't want you bringing that into my home Or I will be sending over a cease and desist Please do not get in, uh, in 100 miles of my home. Thank no, you so much. We will be getting a restraining order on you. <laughs> Can you and imagine? your family. <laughs> You're just like, I can't do the podcast with you anymore because um, you mentioned uh, cats and Grizabella <laughs> to Ruth. And now she has covered herself in fur. You guys were actually. And a giant pillowcase <laughs> and is walking around the house talking about jellical cats. You guys were actually driving by to drop something off and the soundtrack was playing in your car. And unfortunately, we will no longer be associating ourselves sure, with you. Sure. For a moment, I thought that that was something that actually happened because that felt very real. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure. It's all. It, when was it not playing? It was about oh. seven to eight months of it on loop nonstop. Um, but anywho, she, Ember then ended up, um, watching the first Harry Potter movie a couple weeks ago and all of a sudden it was like, it's back, which now it's like she can understand it way more and it's yeah. like, and, and I can like show her the movie when she was little, I was just show her little clips because kinda like it would get kind of scary. Um, so now she was like, oh my God. And so we also, do- what were you asking for advice for on Instagram? Because I was skipping through with the sound off and I didn't know what you were talking because I knew I had to do something with Harry Potter. So, please okay, tell me. so what happened was we took Ember to the Wizarding World portion of Universal Studios, and there is a part in it where there's the Ollivander's wand shop, which in the very first Harry Potter movie, Harry Potter goes into Ollivander's and uh, the wand maker, like, gives him a couple wands to try out and like things explode. And then he hands him a wand. He's like, curious. And he hands him this wand and light hits him and wind hits him. And it's like the wand chose you. Yeah. And it's this very like yeah. magical yeah. thing. Right. Well, <clears throat> at Universal Studios, you can wait in line 
And they then take like, you know, bigger groups of people into this Ollivander's wand shop. And then the and then like it's an interactive they so they have the wand maker there who's mm-hmm. like a you know, character yeah. acting. He was fantastic. And one person in the group, he goes, here, come forward. And he does the full interaction with them. So like gives them one wand and explains it. And then the person grabs the wand and all of a sudden thunder and lightning and things are exploding. And then he's like, no, that's not for you. And then he's like, try this one. You point to the uh, a pot and the pot breaks and he fixes it. And then all of a sudden he goes, curious, you know, whatever. And then the the Harry Potter music starts playing in the background. <laughs> Chills all over by yeah. He's like, the wand sometimes will find the wizard. And it's like so magical. And then he hands the, you the wand And when you get the final, the third wand, a spotlight hits you and wind hits you. It's like, oh, it's like the wand has chosen you. So, but the thing is, when you go. It's random. It's random. So people go all the time and never get picked who are like dying, which makes my heart hurt for people who are like (laughs) massive Harry Potter fans who are like in full regalia and who never get picked. Well, we went, we waited in line and Ember got chosen. Oh my. Oh my god. And oh. when I tell you, like I was <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> Cause of the second because I had never been in it before, but I Oh really? No, I'd never gone in it before. And so um so you're seeing it all for the first time. Yeah, and when I was pregnant, the one thing that I was obsessed with doing was rewatching all the Harry Potters over and over again. And Evan, Evan had never seen them, and then he watched them with me when I was pregnant. And he became obsessed. So we just were all we did was watch Harry Potter when I was pregnant. So there's something about her then loving it. There's like this connection. So then but as I knew that one person got picked. So as soon as we walked in and he right away walked over to Ember, I was like, this is our moment. <laughs> like, how many people are really there? Do you think Um, in I don't know if how they do it versus covid yeah. and non-covid. There was like 25 people in oh, there with us, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And there were people who were in their full Harry Potter outfits, like who went to Universal Studios to live yeah. their Potter fantasy. Yes, yes. And he chose little Ember. And she was like, when she is invested in something, you know how like expressive and like wild she is? When she's invested, she becomes incredibly serious. Mm-hmm. So like he called her and he's like, what's your name? And she's like, Ember. And she just stood there and he did the whole thing with her. And she was like, this was like, real real and then when the wand chose her i mean it was like her life changed (laughs) she was like i'm harry potter like the wand chose me and so then you know uh so she got the wand and then afterwards in in the harry potter um area they have places where these wands that you get the tips of them i don't know how they work them oh yes i've heard about this but you can can actually do magic and things will happen like you do certain spells and they show you they give you like a a little map and so she was going around and she was doing these spells and all of a sudden like you know smoke would come out of something and like things would rattle and break and shift and so she was like i yeah 
I don't mean, know how to tell you guys this, but I'm oh going, no, she I'm was like go live in Hogwarts. No, she was now. like I. She was walking around and she was like all day. She she was telling random people like in line. She was like I was chosen. Yeah, and I'm a wizard. And so she was like, "This is who I am now. Mm-hmm. This is my identity." Yes. So then, what happened was we came home, and the wand did not work because we're not at Universal Studios anymore. <laughs> And so she was getting really frustrated, understandably yeah. so. And she was just like, I don't understand. And then Ember, you know, she has a lot of emotions. Yeah. So then all of a sudden she was like, I don't understand. Like, I don't, I guess, I guess the wand didn't really choose me. Yeah, like, maybe, I guess I'm, I guess I'm not really. Yeah, she's like, I guess the, the wand made a mistake and it did, didn't really choose me. And it was like devastating. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, she was so excited and was so believed that she was a wizard that I'm like, I want to continue this feeling for her so then i was like maybe i'll when she's at school i'll write her a letter from the wand maker and explain to her why her wand doesn't work um and actually the broads helped me so much it was like they reminded me like oh in the harry potter books the wand doesn't work in the muggle world in the human world she's also too young to go to hogwarts so she can't do magic and it's like but you can practice and so then i was like so i wrote her this letter explaining all that and i was like you know, you might not be able to see it, but um, you can practice spells that help people like like that bring kindness and goodness into the world and protect people and all that stuff. And um, and then I'm like other <laughs> I wrote and I was like other people might not believe that you're a wizard, but don't get frustrated because sometimes people don't uh, believe what they can't see. But if you know you're a wizard, then you're a wizard. So. I wrote this like a long letter and like burned the edges uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Yeah, put yeah. in a scroll. And then I found this spell book for her. Um, and then uh, in the letter too, I said at the end of the week, like I'll send a message from the sorting hat to find, to show you, even though you are too young to go to Hogwarts to see what house you're in. And so I bought a little like Ravenclaw necklace for her. That'd be cute. Um, and she came into the house from school and this is the, you know, the second she gets home, she's like, I gotta go get my wand and like runs in her bedroom and she was losing it. She was like, what did you guys, what is this? What is this? She was just, her brain was exploding and she was like, I swear I didn't put this here. I swear I didn't. And she's like, you guys believe me. We're like, we believe you. She's like, believe me. And then she read it and she was just so excited and so happy. And so now the past few days, she's just been all day practicing with her wand and then just, you know, like going through the spell book and like writing everything in it. And it's so sweet. But I was I was having that Santa Claus moment where I was like, where's the line Am I lying to my kid? And is she going to be, is this going to be like devastating or make her like not trust me? Right. Because I guess like at one, at what point do you wait for some kid to tell her? Do you tell her when she's older? Like, I mean, maybe one day that? she will be a witch. I don't know. You true. That's my thing where I was a little bit like, well, if she wants to get involved in spells and magic, like technically she can. Obviously, it looks a little bit different than Hogwarts. But, yeah, I was gonna say, what about the truth about Hogwarts? I don't know. I don't know, and so that's why I was posting about it because I was like, "Is this a bad idea?" What or whatever. People, what, 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 were people? Did people have any advice on 
I would say the overwhelming majority, there were a few people that like, you know, echoed some of my concerns okay. like, well, what about the trust thing? Yeah, and what sure. about whatever? And then a lot of people were like, what's the difference between this and Santa and the tooth fairy? And like, we're like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, thank you. I would say by a mile, though, most people said um, who engaged with it were saying that oh, my parents did something similar with, like, when I was interested in fairies when I was little oh, or yeah. interested in whatever. Yeah. And they said, I absolutely loved it, and I have nothing but positive memories but Then at it. what point did they figure out that fairies weren't real? I don't know. Because I guess you could explain. Follow-up question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like... Because I've also heard of some kids being absolutely... Which life hurts right at some point you're gonna have to you're gonna have to mourn the loss of childhood there's disappointment that is life yeah i mean i guess what you could just tell her in like you know a couple years you'd be like i have to tell you something like this is a book written by a person Mm -hmm. these movies were made by people she'll be old enough to understand when she's like eight yeah well she could understand now but you know what i mean no but but yeah this book made of people but like there really is such a thing that people you know practice magic and spells and all these things in the world and there's a lot of mysterious parts of the world and like yeah you kind of do it like that yeah may look differently than riding on broomsticks with and with wands i don't think if she looked at me and she said is hogwarts real i don't think i would be comfortable saying you're like at the park (laughs) no i would probably say tell her i if she said so she looked at me and said is hogwarts real i would probably say you know what, Ember? I don't know because I've never been there, and so I'm not aware that it is. But really, anything's possible. Like, I would maybe approach it the way that I approach <laughs> all of her questions about God recently. Right. All right, of right, her right, God right. questions, right. because my child is obsessing over God. over God right now. <laughs> yes, and she asks everyone if they believe in God. That's the first question. What she do if they say people. no? Um, well, that's what she says. She's so, so when she says, do you believe in God? Um, and they say no, she goes, okay. She goes, yeah, me and my family, we're the family to, we don't know what we believe. Yeah. It's fine. So I've just tried to communicate with her. I've been like, Hey, so, um, Evan and I have tried to really focus with her where we're like, we've explained different belief systems to her. We've talked about Christianity. We've talked about, Islam, we've talked about Hinduism, you know, all different different uh, forms of belief. And then we've talked about uh, like atheism. And then we've said that mommy and daddy, we don't know what we believe. And um, so I don't know any of the answers to your questions. I said, but some people believe certain things. And what's important is that Whatever you believe, you need to respect what other people believe yeah. because that's their choice. Yeah. And but I told her, I said, if you ever want to believe in something, I said, just because mommy and daddy don't know what we believe or don't believe it doesn't mean that you can. Yeah. So if you know, if she were to be like, hey, I'm super interested in this, I'd be like, let's look into it. Yeah. But I'm, you know, so that's that's how we've kind of yeah. framed it with her. And so so then you know, typical kid, she's kind of like, no, I I I'm same as you, same as you. I believe. Yeah. That I don't know. That I don't know. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, great. So then, you know, she's talking about like, she'll be like, is there a heaven? And I'm like, I, I really, I don't know. Yeah. I said, there might be a heaven that we might yeah. all go. I said, or maybe after we die, everything's done. I said, or we become some in turn, you know, I try to explain reincarnation. Yeah. I'm like, or our energy goes elsewhere. Yeah. I said, I don't know. I'm like, I, you know, whatever. And it's crazy how kids can just digest stuff that like yeah. there's no f- there's no fear 
on right. her end in she's that. Like, hmm. She goes, huh, okay. Yeah. You know, but she's been asking all of my family members because, the, I mean, they're all Christians for the most part. So she then is the second thing she sees my mom. She's like, do you believe in God? And my mom goes, yeah. She I goes, believe I believe. <laughs> I do believe. <laughs> yeah, and my mom goes, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in, in Jesus. And uh, Ember's like, oh, we're the family that doesn't believe. But I'm like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, we're the family. Yeah, we excuse me. We're the family that doesn't know. And uh, you need to turn it back. You need to turn it back around on her and be like, what does belief mean? <laughs> what does it mean? What does that believe? mean for you? Let me get inside and explode your little brain. And then and then uh, she was being watched by my in-laws um, the other day who are very, very strong Christians. Yeah. And um, apparently they didn't tell me this. I asked her, uh, I go, Emperor, I'm like, did you ask your, your, uh, Nana and Papa about if, what they think about God? And she's like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure that's the first well, question yes, you asked them when you saw them. Good morning. And she said, yeah, I asked them if they believe in God. And they told me that, yes, they believe in God and they believe in Jesus. And so I said, well, what did you say to them? And she said, well, I told them that I, I don't know uh, what I believe because it's really hard to to know anything. And I said, "What did I, I know?" Right? And then she goes, "I was so I was so proud of her." And then and then she, she says, uh, "I said, well, what did they say?" And she's like, "Well, they told me that it's actually really easy." <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "They said all that I have to do is pray to Jesus." And I said, "Well, what do you think about that?" I'm like, "Do you want to pray to Jesus?" And she goes, "Yeah, I think they're wrong. I don't <laughs> think it's easy." I'm like, all right. Mm. Complex. Kids say the darndest things. They really don't do. They? they really do. I. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's just wild. Like to have the, these conversations with a kid, and you're kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But you can believe what you want to believe. That's fine. But then she's, you know, hyper, hyper aware of Christianity because of her, her grandparents. You should, have you ever lot. asked her, like, what do you think God is? Or like, who do you think God is? What is God? Uh, yeah, it'll change. Sometimes she says, oh, I think God's uh, just a, a person who like created the world or it's, I don't know. Uh-huh. She does a lot of I don't know, yeah, which yeah. is just Good. again, I think it's, it's obviously parrot, parroting what we tell yeah, her where yeah. we're just like, I, I sure don't know. Yeah. But we've had conversations recently about, you know, my grandma's, she's in her mid-90s and she's sick. And so yeah. had conversations about her passing. And so Amber's like, is she going to go to heaven and be with Boppy in heaven? And I've been having these you're same. Like, you're like, I know I've been having these same type of like these Santa Claus, Harry Potter type thoughts where I'm well, like. And you're probably also wondering the same thing. We're all wondering it, right? We're I like, exactly. We're like, oh, is my grandma going to go see my grandpa in heaven again? Exactly. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. <laughs> and so that's what I told her. I was like, Ember, I'm like, and so I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, what, what do I say to her? Because I want to bring her comfort, but I also like, yeah, don't want her to then. Yeah. grow up maybe with the same similar Did you just things say, like i like to think that that's yeah. what i told yeah, her yeah. i said i said ember sweetheart i'm like i really don't know what happens when we die i said but i like to think that nana and boppy will be together and that they're happy yeah yeah and she's like okay yeah and i'm like, like do you believe that and she's i don't know yeah 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 right. yeah. yeah it's I, crazy yeah i would be interested what what if you if you started like prompting her like well since we don't know we can just imagine what we think like what do you imagine it's like after you die right 
Start asking her that. I want to know her questions. I want to know the truth. <laughs> she holds the truth. The she children hold the, the truth. Children hold the truth. <laughs> They're closer. <laughs> exactly. They've been less They're corrupted. They're closer to the rainbow bridge. <laughs> Get the answers now. I know. I ask. I do ask her all the time. And she's very, like, she's also yeah. very mysterious. She And I think she knows that, like, it works me up, the mystery. So she'll just kind of be like, mm, oh, I've seen things, but I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, will you share them with me? And she's like, mm. If you say nice things to me and try to make my heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the new thing. If you say nice things to me, try to make my heart bigger, maybe I will. <laughs> she's like, if you say things that I don't like, you make my heart very small. She's like, so remember, she literally told me before I went to bed, before I put her to bed last night, and we were having a great talk. And before we could, she goes to bed, she goes, remember, if you say things that I don't like, it makes my heart small. So say things that I like to make my heart big. It's scary. <laughs> what do you do when Is your heart gets really small? I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. <laughs> but what do you do? What do you think you do in that? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go pee. pee. Let me quick. think about this question. I, tell, wait, I, tell me the question okay, first. Okay, I tell have me to the pee question and first. I'm going to turn pee. on the air, but I okay. need to know what... For you with the kiddos, I, I, I'd like to know, and I know this is a two-parter, but I'm curious about this whole Harry Potter situation. Like, would you extend this? Do you think it's going to mess their brains up? And then also, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit with these things for a minute. Okay, broads, one more quick pause. Making your home the space you've always dreamed of can be kind of a nightmare between the insanely long wait times for furniture, the overabundance of options online, and the high price tags on products that are built to last. Buying anything new for my house is always the last on my to-do list. But after 18 months spent largely inside, there are without a doubt a few rooms in my house that desperately need a refresh. For those rooms that need a little bit of love, there's Article, the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. Article's the best, simplest way to shop because it combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. And oh my gosh, there's no more falling down the rabbit hole of online warehouse sites where you're going through literally thousands of options. So overwhelming. Um, or going on a wild goose chase from store to store in person. So Article has everything you could ever want in just one place. And to keep the collections cohesive and streamlined, Article's team of designers focus on just a few modern aesthetics like mid-century, Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian, which makes it far easier for someone like myself, who's not an interior designer, to put together really cool rooms. And the quality the article pieces in my home, this is a fact, have held up better than pieces I have paid double the price for. And speaking of prices, when you shop at Article, you can expect to save up to 30% over traditional retail prices thanks to their uh, paired back model, which cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. Right now, Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. What are you waiting for? Go to article.com slash chatty. The discount will be automatically applied at checkout. And that's article.com slash chatty to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Broads, do you like to win cool stuff? I mean, obviously, right? Who doesn't? And I'm not talking about like a year's supply of your favorite granola bar or a gift card to a chain restaurant, which would be great. But I'm talking like, how would you like to win I don't know, a car or a karaoke night with Charlize Theron or a dream house in Miami. How can I win these amazing prizes, you may be asking? Well, we will tell you it's Omaze. Omaze is actually all about supporting great causes. So 
at the same time that you can enter to win big prizes, nonprofits you're passionate about can raise big money. All you have to do is go to omaze.com slash chatty. You can sort through all of the amazing prizes there are to choose from. Then you pick whichever one you're hoping to win, and you can choose a donation amount from $10 to $150. And of course, the more you donate, the more entries you'll get, and the better chance you'll have at winning. So fun. Broads, so far, Omaze has been able to raise more than $150 million to support over 350 different charities around the world. And also through Omaze, uh, your donations, your generosity is raising a substantial level of awareness for these organizations and raising significantly more money than traditional methods, a.k.a. Omaze is raising like 10 times more for these organizations than traditional fundraising methods like auctions or galas. So enter today for your chance to win one of the life-changing prizes and experiences at omaze.com slash chatty. Plus, receive 20 extra entries when you enter code chatty20. That's O-M-A-Z-E dot com slash chatty. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> okay. And I'm reframing it a little bit okay, as yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me the questions. Okay. Are you going to, or have you... And will you be doing things like Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy with the kids? Now, I used to be way more judgy about the stuff than I am now. I'm not really that judgy about it. Even when people go to crazy lengths, whatever. The only thing I don't like is, like you said, if someone outrightly, if a child outrightly asks... But I don't know, even that even that can be a little iffy, because like, even just with stuff my parents have kept for me, not... Santa Claus stuff, big stuff. It's like, I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And they're like, well, you never asked. And I'm like, that's kind of a bullshit. You know, sometimes that's kind of right, a bullshit right, thing. Right, 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 so right. So I'm like, I wrestle with that in my brain. I think how I will do it is I think I will just straight off the bat, even at this age, I, I haven't even thought about Santa Claus. But like this year, we started doing a little bit of Halloween stuff. She's old enough now. Yeah, she's like, and I don't even know how she knows. She'll, you know, see a giant spider. She's like, oh my gosh, a Halloween spider. You know, <laughs> so and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, that's a Halloween spider. But um, so I think what I'll probably just tell her at a really young age, since she is still like two or three, I think I'll probably say if we talk about Santa Claus, would be like, I, I think I will probably do it. Like, do you want to play pretend with me? Like, let's. Mm. This is pretend. Like. So some people like to pretend that there is a big man named Santa Claus who comes down the chimney and we yeah. can pretend to leave him cookies, you yeah. know, and that then, makes sense. And then I, I, that's probably how I will do it is just like, let's pretend. Yeah. And we can st- I mean, because we she and I already play pretend very vividly. Right. Where I'm like, I'm the baby and you're the mom and we yeah. can have a grand old time still being super immersed in like you're a fairy and I'm a baby and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it can be very rich. And it can be very exciting and fun for her. And she still knows pretend. Without it, yeah. So I think that's probably how I'll approach it with, like, Santa Claus and stuff. I'll be like, well, this is pretend. Like, you know, there's there's not actually fairy, but, like, let's let's pretend. You can put your tooth in, let's see what comes in the morning. Like, I think I will probably just probably slide that in the undertones of, like, this is a, this is pretend. Yeah. That's probably what I'll do. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I... I don't know. I don't have, I don't want to have to deal, almost, it's just kind of selfish. I don't want to have to deal with the unpleasantness. Well. Well, and Ruth is just the way she is. Like, she already, like, if she, like, accidentally spills a cup of water or something, she'll be like, 
I'm so sorry, mommy. And she's being like 100% serious. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's like really hurt for me. And I'm like, dude, it's fine. Like chill. Yeah. And she's already really kind of like sort of sensitive about that kind of stuff, like about other people's feelings and like, and I don't know. I just don't want to have to break it to her or like That's anything not, like that. Yeah. And and I think I also won't. And I think by just saying like, oh, it's fun and it's pretend. Um, I think I can also frame that to her when she starts being around other older kids where they're talking about Santa Claus, where I can be like, it's pretend, but like, let's keep it a secret. OK, Shh, let's not. Let's let's just let's, right. let's play along. So like, she's people not are talking the one about, at school being like, he's not real. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I Same. Think, I think I'll just be like, it's really fun to pretend. So let's pretend all the way up, like around Christmas time, yeah. that Santa's coming. That makes sense. It's so fun. It's so fun to pretend. It's so fun to pretend, right? <laughs> right. We love pretending, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. I think for me, like I, uh, my. Do we do Santa? I can't remember. We do do, do Santa. Santa. We do Santa. Uh, we do it all. Uh, and I think a lot of it is, for better or for worse, I might be making a massive mistake. Eh, parenting I don't mistake. think so. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. It's yeah. my first try. Um, but, but I both like, so when I grew up, my parents were like, my dad wanted to do it with me. Yeah. But my mom was on like the hyper Christian train and was like, absolutely not. Christmas is about Jesus. Yeah. And Santa is yeah. not real. Yeah. So Same. I. My mom's friends would be, I remember one of my mom's friends was like, oh, but your mom hates Santa Claus. <laughs> like that was kind of, yeah. It was just you. like, okay. So, <laughs> so I remember growing up and being really jealous of the kids who mm. believed in Santa. Cause it's like, they'd come to school in kindergarten and like all the kids would be like so excited and talking about Santa. And I knew that I wasn't, my mom told me like, you know, you can't tell people it's not real. So I would just kind of watch everybody having fun and I'd be like, Phew. And it was just sad. And then Evan, like, you know, just how he was raised was super similar, where it was like imagination was kind of frowned upon and not logical. Mm -hmm. So I think we both lean towards like, oh, man, let's just have fun when you're a kid. And like and we were talking the other day, we're like, I'm like, life is so magical, like sitting yeah. here and existing is magical. And so I'm like, OK, maybe we can transition it in some sort of way where it's like every breath that we're able to breathe is magic, really. I mean, it's how is this happening right now? Or you what, know? If you, what if you like told them that you're like, well, every kid's parent is Santa Claus. So Santa That's Claus isn't one. just one person. Santa Claus is in everybody's home. That's I like that a lot. That's and we each good. get to be secret Santa Clauses. And now you can be a secret Santa Claus, too. And maybe you can't fly down a chimney, but you can leave gifts, secret really, gifts for people. That's a really good idea. Maybe we can transition into that this year. No, I'm interested to see how Ember will, will lean into it. Because, for example, when, for instance, we are at Disneyland and we're, like, on the Indiana Jones, in Indiana Jones and the liner in the Haunted Mansion and it's kind of spooky, she'll look at us and be like, is this stuff real? Yeah. And we'll say, no, sweetie, it's all mm -hmm. just pretend. And she goes, hmm, I think it's real. Right. And I think it's spooky. And she right. wants it to be real. So right. she knows it's not, but she loves the feeling of like it being real. And then when we tamper with that, that upsets her. So then there's this That's part so of me. different. You right. Know? So there's this part of me that if I go, Santa's not real, that then it's like she's, she's going to, I believe she'll just be like, I think he is real. And I saw him like and just lean into that hard. Part of me thinks she knows it's all not I, like she's a she's a sharp kid. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she'll look at us and be like, right. hmm. Yeah. And I feel like she knows this stuff isn't, but she wants it to be. So she leans. I was just to say, I 
I think the tricky part of all of this is I really do believe it comes down to different kids' personalities. Yeah. Regardless of how much the parents try or not. I think that there are certain human personality types who want so badly to believe, you know, and to mm-hmm. be swept up. Probably people, honestly, with tendencies toward depression. Yeah. Honestly. Want to believe so badly. I don't know. That's completely baseless. I just made I mean, that but up. That, but that was me. I, I I always, I wanted, and I'm very, like, lean depressed. Yeah. And I wanted so badly everything to be That's how my sister was, real. too. And she had such a vivid imagination where mm-hmm. she'd be like, this is my friend. My imagine- I never had an imaginary friend. Oh, Not really? One. No, I made up an imaginary friend because my sister had a ton of them. And I was sure. like, oh, I'll play along with her. Yeah. But I I never believed in fairies or imaginary friends or like anything. Yeah. And also did it. And it's interesting you say like you were jealous. I was like, I thought I was better than everyone because I knew the <laughs> truth, you know. So I was just kind of yeah, like, you're like, oh, you sheeple. <laughs> This is the real world. This, Get used to this it. flesh and blood tangible. This is real. What's right in front of you is the only thing you can believe. You know, I don't know. It's totally. Just, no, but, I mean, but my sister was so... Anyway, so there's some kids that just so want to believe. And mm-hmm. then there's other kids who maybe, yeah, they want to believe and they want to have fun. It's two different yeah. things. I think another kid like Ember might want to just have fun with it. Yeah. And then you're going to tell her and she'll be like, she'll prob- she, honestly, I don't think you're making a mistake because Ember will probably be like, okay. I think she'll be like, okay, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I'll be, if I if I look at her and be like, "There's no Santa Claus," yeah. and said it like, and if I said it like deadpan to her, like, "There's no Santa," she'd probably just be like, mm, "I think you're wrong about that." Now, what and is then she'd lean into it hard. What is confusing about the wand thing, especially as a young child, is that probably genuinely feels like her first spiritual, truly spiritual experience. Yes, agreed. Because I'll show you the video that, after the video mm-hmm. footage of then her receiving the wand and like the way that they made it. She was like, I saw God. Yeah. Like, that was, she saw God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and she, but I was like, okay, this is then a moment where I can really lean into like her power, which sounds cheesy, but no, you know, that. I'm like, okay, this is something about herself that she can love. And I, as a parent can honestly say, I'm like, I do think she, I'm like, I would, I would tell her in full honesty, I think you're a very magical person. I think you're very in tune with feelings and energy. And yeah. I think you are that way. So I agree. Like, yeah. if I'm like, I do think you're a wizard. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, oh, I feel like I can lean into that and be like, okay, this is, these are your gifts. So use them for good, young one. And like you said in the letter, <laughs> magic looks different in the real world, yes. right? Yes. Yes. I like that. But if she says to me, if she goes, is Hogwarts real? I would be like, I, I don't, I, I've never heard that it's actually real, but I <laughs> guess I, I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, guess what? Th- none of this may be real. Australia. Have you ever been to Australia? No. So how do you know it's real? Exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It's like, I'm like, I'm sitting here and I think I'm having a conversation with you, but I might wake up and this all might've been a dream. I have no idea. But I guess the point is if you experience it is real. A dream's still real. That's right. Right. So if she's experiencing that she's a wizard and that she's being a wizard right now and she's feeling magic, I'm like, that's a real feeling for her. So. How do you know she's not, you know? I don't know. Exactly. That's the thing. It's kind of a mind bender. She's conjuring demons in your head. (laughs) In your house. You know what? That's not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not something that's not a possibility. It's not something I haven't considered. No, especially, you know, she 
She says some strange things, that kid. Says some strange things. She came into the house with her wand and walked in. And the first thing she did when she walked in the house is she took the wand and she went, fire. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, why are you trying to burn burn the house down exactly? She's like, "Mm, feel like it. I'm like, well, okay. Well, okay, then. But it's a tricky one. It really is. It's a tricky idea with the kiddos. I think it depends. I really think it depends on your child. Yeah. I think something that might be right for one child is not going to be right for another. Yeah. I would have a, I would have a really big problem if I had a kid, not a big problem for me. Like I, there's no way I would like delve into the Santa tooth fairy Hogwarts type stuff um, as real reality. If I had a kid who I was like convincing that it was real. Mm. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, no, believe in it, believe in it. And then be like, actually, surprise, it's not real. I'm like, but if I have a kid who's like really enjoying it and loves it. Yeah, I think if I had a really sensitive child, I think I would probably be cautious of it, too. And just be like, I don't want to, you yeah. know, they might already struggle with like the, yeah. you know, the realities of the real world and might get really overwhelmed by yeah. the things that happen in the real world. I don't want to. I want to give them an outlet to play and pretend, but without them being feeling bamboozled and tricked by the yeah. the possibility that there was something else, and then there we're actually just all here. I don't know. That could be really yeah. devastating for a certain personality type. Well, Ember's really sensitive, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. But she's but she seems sensitive in that she's like emotional, but she doesn't seem sensitive in that uh, she seems. I don't like when people use this word for kids, but she seems resilient. Like she, she's very you, resilient. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she she yeah. bounces back. She is a rubber band. That's what I mean. Yeah, she snaps she, back quite quickly. Some kids don't as easily. You know, some kids really get are really maybe fragile is the better word. Yeah. Some children are more fragile. I would never think of Ember as fragile. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> not the word that would come to mind <laughs> filled with emotion a passionate b- she's a boulder yeah a rolling boulder mm-hmm. speaking of indiana jones she is that rolling boulder of emotion and some children are like little birds you know some children are very yeah. some people are very um mm-hmm. and it's a really good thing that they're very uh, sensitive and gentle and you know you got to protect those kind of children you have to protect right the baby bird yeah of yes. course of course um but I don't think any of our children are baby birds. Who knows I don't though? think so either. But I'm interested to see how then this, you know, plays out. If she then will forever, like, not trust me one day. But that's the thing about parenting, man. You're just going to make a bunch of mistakes along the way. I've come to, like, a very... I feel like I'm in a pretty cathartic place right now where I'm like, okay... I know I'm going, like, I've acknowledged to myself, you will make a lot of parenting mistakes. Yeah. And what's going to matter in the end is your acceptance of those mistakes and acknowledgement of your those mistakes to your child. Totally. So that when your kid is older and telling you, you hurt me in these ways, and I'm in therapy because of these things or whatever that might look like, that there's this... That's not, number one, not going to take it personally and be like, are you saying I'm a bad mom? Like hearing your your kid, seeing your child and what they need and the mistakes that you made and then 
acknowledging them and apologizing. Totally. Um, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but this is a story that really stands out in my mind. I was talking to Gray's aunt and uh, she has older kids who are like, I think at the time when we were talking, maybe like, I think they were like 13 and like 18 or mm-hmm. something like that when we were having this conversation. And her younger daughter, um, her younger daughter had this friend and her, her, her friend wanted to walk didn't want to walk across the crosswalk alone or whatever. But okay, 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 hold on. Her younger daughter is telling her this story of something that happened at school okay. today, you know? Okay. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, complaining. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. You know, Brittany, my friend Brittany, she didn't want to walk across the crosswalk without me and she wanted me to walk across with her. And I told her, like, no. Like, I don't, I don't want to walk across the crosswalk with you. Walk across by yourself. Like, ugh, you know, she's, we're 13. Like, why can't she walk across the street by herself? Well, right. Blah. Now, Gray's aunt, the mom, like, she got this emotional reaction because, like, her, like, that friend Brittany, her mom always, like, does drop-offs and, like, helps out a lot with rides and all of that. So her okay, immediate reaction sure. was, like, Oh my God, why didn't you just walk across the street with Brittany? Sure. Walk across the street yeah, with her. She's like, her parents hook us up all That's the time. That's exactly what she's thinking yeah, in her yeah, head, yeah. right? And she's like, dude, yeah. not cool. Why would you re- treat her like that? Walk right. across the street with her next time, yeah. you know? Be a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah He's yeah. pissed. Yeah. And, you know, her daughter's kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of like thrown back or whatever. Anyway, that kind of ended there. But she thought about it later and she evaluated and she was like, you know what? That was not. The, I was projecting my feelings on that situation because I started getting insecure. Like, oh my God, what if Brittany tells her mom? Yeah. And then her mom feels some kind of way about like, you know, us because she helps us out all the time. And she was like, but that's, that I was bringing all my stuff mm-hmm. into that conversation. Mm-hmm. So what she did is she just like, you know, took her daughter's side or whatever and was like, hey, you know, earlier when I, or yesterday or whenever, when I reacted like that and I got really mad at you for Brittany, like, I completely understand where you were coming from and and it wasn't really about that. I was getting really emotional and worried about all these other things with like Britney's mom and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was bringing all my own stuff into this and it really mm-hmm. didn't have to do with you. So that's so it's, So don't worry about that. And I, that like story really stuck with me yeah. because, yeah, she fucked up in the moment. Maybe, you know, overreacted, sure. whatever. But then Human. her daughter could still trust her because she was able to go back and be like and and not only that just even the first step of evaluating her thought process and being able to recognize like this was about me not my daughter's actions yes that's like so huge it's huge and also like what a cool like i mean it's it's learned behavior right so it's like if you're if you're actively making an effort to apologize to your kids when you make a mistake and then explain to them hey this is why what I did was not okay. Yeah. Even if the mistakes aren't directed like towards your child, like mm, if they're directed yeah, towards point. your partner, like, yeah. Hey, when if like, you know, you snap at your spouse in front of your kid to like go to your kid and be like, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry that you were, that you heard that. And this is why what I did wasn't okay. I was feeling this way and I directed it towards your dad or your mom or whoever. And it was actually about me. And it's because I'm I've been frustrated and it's not okay to let that. And I think then like I feel like it's just as like an incredible example to your kid of that, like the importance of pausing and being able to take um, 
take responsibility of your own actions, but then not shame yourself because of yeah. them. Yeah. Because it's like when my authority, you know, quote unquote authority figure, my parents, they're the ones in charge, right? They're apologizing. So if the person in charge is apologizing, that's not shame. That's good. Mm. Right? So it's like, I feel like the combination of all of that is just so healthy. When Gray was gone, oh my God, by the way, I know this is what everyone's talking about. And it's been the topic of every Zoom meeting and every interaction. But that fucking time change, dude. My kids are up every oh day God. at 530. Even if they're going to bed at the normal time. <laughs> you texted me about <laughs> You texted me about it and I had not put two and two together. I felt so ridiculous because I was like, sorry, like I was up early because da 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 da. And I'm like, Ember's just been getting up so <laughs> early lately. And you're like, oh yeah, the time change is killing us. I'm like, oh my God, that's why. But it doesn't make any sense. They're like, still, I'm I'm still putting them to bed at like 7, 7, I know. 38. I know. And they're still waking up at like 5, 30. I swear to you, it doesn't matter what time I put Ember to bed. She will wake up at the same time. If I put, if I put her to bed at midnight, yeah. she'd wake up at the yeah. same time still. Yeah. It's just their little internal alarm I know. clock. I That's know. why I'm like, I'll put her to bed earlier. She gets more sleep. Right. right. Better for everyone. She goes to bed at seven still. Yeah. And is the, the happiest when she goes to bed at seven. Yeah. Cause she gets like a solid 12 hours yeah. versus putting her to bed at, you know, nine. And, yeah. I feel yeah. that. I feel yeah. that. But yeah, anyway, they, oh my God. But, but pre-time change, when Gray was gone, there was one night, they, they were, I don't know if they were sick. I don't know what was going on. But they were just like, oh, up all night. And Ruth was like, oh my God, have you ever had these moments where, with your kid where you're like, just like, please just go to sleep for the love of God. Please you, just stop, stop, you, stop, you, stop, you're stop just talking, like, stop talking. You're like, I will. It's like you will be better and happier if you are asleep. And then and the night is fucking with you because you're kind of half asleep. Yes. So you're just like not totally rational. No. And I've I've been at the you're point like, where you know like, <laughs> you're just <laughs> you're like the woman running around like in like the the long nightgown in the head. Literally, there has been that time where I'm like, please. <laughs> oh, I've wept. I have no Simon will not be. I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. Yes, yes. Oh no, I have hysterical, I have hysterically wept at the foot of Ember's bed, please. being like, "Please go to bed. I'm so tired," which isn't good. Not good. No, but it happens. <laughs> but it happens. We're human. It happens sometimes. So, anyway, I was so we <laughs> we teach Ruth to take a, like a we she she does like deep breaths like <sighs> she, when we tell her to come down. So I was getting hysterical and I was like, I was like, just like, Ruth, stop. And she goes like this. <laughs> blew like that in my face. Like, as big as she can. She was, she was angry at me too, you know? And I was like, and I just obviously started laughing, but I was like, oh my gosh, in that moment to me, she was just like, bitch, take a deep breath. You yeah. know, she was like, she was like, <laughs> she was like, listen, I am serving you the help that you have given me right back in your goddamn face. Take a deep take breath. A deep breath. It's not that deep. Snap out of it. You're going to have one night of sleep that deprivation. So, You'll be fine. That is so funny. It was so Picturing just, you two mad at each other, uh, dude, just like, it's like, that is so, the reality of that is so, when you're both frustrated at each other. Yeah. And like, when they get to that age where you can genuinely both be so frustrated at each other, and you're like, you are not speaking <laughs> my language right now. You do not get what I'm trying to communicate with or you. Or you're just not doing it. Or you're not I doing it. I want you it. to do this, and you want me to do this, and... 
But most of the time, one of us has a reason. Yeah. Or excuse me, most of the time, both of us have a reason. Yeah, sure. She's like, you're like, girl, I need to sleep. For me to be a good mom, I need my sleep. Also, you're going to be much better and feel way better yeah. if you're sleeping. And she's just like, mom, you don't get this right now. Like, she, I she's can't like, sleep. mom, you get, like, I snuck a second lollipop while you were giving Frank yeah, a bath. And, you're and like, now my body can't stop moving. And, and she's like, bitch, I'm laying in bed and I'm trying to close my eyes and I can't. And guess what? Maybe you can go scroll through your phone, but I can't. So I'm just sitting here in the darkness. So we're going to fucking talk. Straight up. And you're just like, okay. Oh, it's wild though when you see them, children, then, uh, like you have those moments where you're like, oh, I I taught you this and now you're teaching it back to me. Like it's so, I, I, the other day I had like a full sobbing breakdown. No, I was literally like in, and I, I, in front of Ember, I all of a sudden just started bawling. I was like having my own thing and I just started bawling. And Evan wasn't home, so it was just me and her. And she, like, without, there wasn't a beat. She, without a beat, just came and immediately, quickly sat next to me, yeah. put her arm around me, and she's like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's yeah. going to pass. Deep breaths, deep yeah. breaths. And then she's like, look at me. And she took my hands, and she's like, what can I do for you? And I'm just like, and then it made me cry more like, you're so I know. sweet. <laughs> Oh, uh, and I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm like this. And she's like, it's okay. We can all be like that sometimes. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, oh, those moments where you're just like, does it also heart. make you feel, feel like a piece of shit though? You're like, oh my Absolute god, absolutely. Reese done the same thing to me where she comes up to me and she goes, she she just strokes my cheek and she goes, you need some water, mommy. Oh. It's okay. And then she'll try to do something to make me laugh. You'd be like, see, you happy now? You feel better now? And I'm oh like. God. Oh no, you feel like absolute hot <laughs> trash. Like, actually, I've never felt worse. <laughs> it's just like you're like I'm I'm I've put my kid in a position where they're having to comfort me right now. This is not what I'm trying right? to do. And then I always struggle with that cuz I'm like, well, then you're being vulnerable and showing your child that it is okay to be like that sometimes. But also I don't want to f- I yeah. Do you know what I mean? I always have yeah. that thought in the back of my head. I'm oh, like, no, I don't want I do them to too. feel like they're emotionally responsible for me. No, but also because that's so happens. damaging when kids right? are feeling like they have to be parents. I know. Or but their I'm, parents' friends, not like right. the children. But I'm also like, well, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to put on a happy face for her and then run to the bathroom and cry and come back and be like, mommy's fine. Because that's yeah. weird too. Yeah. And I, I know for myself, I felt in my home that happened too much yeah. where I never saw any confrontation. I didn't see anything any crying or emotional yeah. breakdown. So then I felt shame thing and I was crying and I didn't know how to process it well. And I was just, you know, whatever. I think it's all about balance, right? It's like, and then also not putting it on them. Yeah. Right. Like if they happen to be in the room when you're crying and experiencing emotion, I think that that's healthy for a child to see. But when it's put on them, like, you do something about this. This is you. Da, 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 and then yeah. they feel like they have to take care of it. That's a massive problem. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's a tricky balance. It's a massive balance. Hey, but uh, either next week or the week after, do you want to do, um, you came up with this idea. Do you want to do we're not really strangers and do some of those questions? Yes, I do. Broads, we have... Um, we have Evian coming on the podcast again soon, yes. which I'm very excited about. If you have not listened to our episode with Evian, uh, 
It's called Sexually Liberated with Evian Whitney. It was such a good episode. It was one of our early ones, and they are absolutely amazing. And so they are going to be coming on the podcast here soon, which we're really so looking forward excited. to because I know that they've had a lot of life updates yep. and have been having some really incredible conversations online. So that's coming soon. But also, uh, I saw... Uh, the podcast Good Moms, Bad Choices, which we've also had those two mamas on. They did an episode recently where they went over um, cards from that game. We're yeah. not really strangers. And yeah. so I, I had never even heard of the game. So I started looking through the cards and I was like, oh my God, these questions are so, so good bring the actual, so intimate I'll bring the actual intense. deck because our nanny got it for us actually as a gift for Gray and I which is really sweet that's a really nice gift right it's really yeah. thoughtful so I looked through a couple of those questions and I was like oh boy this is going to be some interesting intense conversation yeah and then there's also a little card where you, that you, each one of you get where you can do go deeper and you can serve it to that person Gray doesn't like playing this game we've played it once or twice but. oh really no. That is my type he, of game. Oh, are you kidding me? Me too. <laughs> you just, you make copies of the Go Deeper card and just do it to him constantly. He's like, where people are you getting all these? People at the gas station. Like, people, yeah. Every, every card yeah, he pulls, you're just like, go deeper. Go deeper. <laughs> go deeper. And he's like, I can't go any deeper. I'm in my gut. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't like this. He doesn't like, he doesn't like to be having to forced into uh, vulnerability. I understand that. a lot of men feel that way. Yeah, it's okay. It's because they're toxic. And we need <laughs> to cut them out of our lives. <laughs> we need to cut them out of our lives if they're not willing to go there with us. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about doing that. So that will be coming either next week or the following week. And then yeah. Evian will be one of those weeks. So something, something, some fun shit will be coming up the next couple weeks. Pretty excited right. about that. Also, um, we have uh, in two weeks, we have a holiday week. Yeah. So we'll be doing a Bachelor recap that week, but then we're also going to be putting out one of our um, episodes uh, that we have recorded last year, this time in November, with Callie Wolf and Ty Simpson, which was an incredible episode. So we're going to be putting that out Oh my God, I forgot about the episode. That's a good episode. That was a yes. really good episode. Yes. Cool. So many things to look forward to. Can you believe it's almost December? No. Do you have any goals for 2022? Well, I have some goals that involve me and you that the broads are not even ready for, which I'm very excited about that will be announced soon. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, one of the biggest goals for me, honestly, is refocusing. I feel like the past two years have just, there's just been so much like chaos and, you know, very much like living a question mark all the time. I feel like I've been very, um, I lost sight of what's important for a while. Mm. I lost sight of what's important for a while before the pandemic. And then during a lot of the pandemic, I think I just let myself get caught up in mm. worrying about things that I can't control. Totally. You know, which I think a lot of us did. But so I'm like refocusing this year on family. I like that. And I like that a lot people who I love I like that what about you well I'm trying to just like build wealth and grow and you know <laughs> connect <laughs> connect build uh, Impact. I, don't I don't know this year was a really big the past the past three god it's gonna be 2022 what the hell I know I know so 2018 was a really difficult year 
2019 was a lot of changes. 2020 was a year for me really about like settling and patience. 2020, yeah. And 2021 has been a lot of... um, A lot of like... Word that comes to mind is like movement and learning. I feel like since around the time of my birthday, I was like, okay, I cannot, I've got to, I've got to find solutions to Mm. like the things that are not working for me. Mm. And I've got to really get to the root of like what the problems are so I can figure out like the right solutions. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've been hitting layers of that just with my individual self. And, um, you know, there's all the cliches of like, yeah, keep yourself after you have a baby stay in touch with who you are but sometimes there's so much stuff that's inhibiting you from even knowing how to do that right I know. so you're like okay what do i need in order to, you know yeah what do i need to let go of in order to get this so that i can have more time for this so that i can unlock understandings of this so that yes. i can then put in the work to move past this and, it, <laughs> and it's you know it's yeah. not a linear a to b thing it's like you've right. got to I don't know. It's sort of like a Jenga puzzle where you've mm. got to like put the opposite, where you've got to find out like which piece, where right. the piece has to go in to make right. the tower most like, stable. Because it's also like sometimes when people say like, you know, you're more than, for instance, you're more than a mother and like, you know, you need to tap into that. Da, da, da. Some Sometimes it's like, no, but I'm too tired to be anything other than that. Exactly. Because that's too consuming right now. And when you tell me that, that almost makes me. Sometimes it's like when you say that, that almost makes me more anxious, like I'm not doing enough. And this is all I can do right now. Well, and I know in sometimes some of our conversations, I was like, damn, like when you've talked about ways that you have released outside of motherhood. And I'm like, but I don't want to do that. It also sounds tiring. So like, what the hell does that look like for me? And it doesn't look like, I don't, you know, it doesn't look like this the way I see this person doing it. It doesn't look like this the way that person's doing it. (sighs) What do I do to get a break? Mm -hmm. And then for me, it's just been like. Let's even move back. Like, why do I feel like bitter when my partner has time to do this? Okay. That's because I feel like I'm not getting enough of this. Okay. Like, what do I need to like control of so that I can do this? So I I don't know. Just like a lot of like figuring out that kind of stuff has been this year and feeling confident then that like if I take the time and the, and the effort to pinpoint the areas that need attention in my life Mm -hmm. instead of bypassing them. Um, and that has been really key for me this year is like, yes, all of this is going wrong right here, but also like this over here, I haven't touched at all in like years. Mm-hmm. Like, remember this? Okay. Let's figure out what fits right here. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Suddenly this over here, up here that I wasn't even thinking about is moving right. more smoothly, yes. which is then allowing me more freedom over here. So I guess just trying to, I don't know. That's a lot of words to just say like figuring out a holistic, not in the way that people put in their IG bio, like holistic mom, <laughs> no finding a more holistic mind, body, spirit way of addressing things that are not working. Mm. That has been big for 2021 for me. Mm. And I'm coming out at the end of 21 being like, wow, this feels good. Like, this is, this is good. Like, and it's really hard because even though I might not be like a people pleaser or necessarily like someone who comes off as very, like when I get in my pushy preachy ways, it's because 
I really want to help people. And sometimes I see people and I'm like, well, when you discover, I think when you discover something about yourself and then you find something that helps right. you, you want, even if it's not going to work for everyone else, well, right? But, you want to tell people about it. Yeah. And I guess the, what I've been experiencing right now is it's not like one certain thing. It's like, a big conversation I've been having. Uh, we should talk about this on another. Let's talk about this on another episode, but okay. I will get into the beginning of it because I really want to have a big conversation with you about it. Because we've been talking about it on the side too. Mm-hmm. So many of our spiritual lives are like utterly dead. And I was yes. talking about this with Gray and another friend because Gray was like, spiritual, I don't like spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I heard actually, so funny enough, what's Craig's girlfriend's name again? Sadie. Sadie, I was randomly, when I was driving to you last week, I was watching one of Sadie's, like, she was doing a little live on Instagram. And she said, like, I believe spirituality, something to the effect of spirituality, is like being the most you, you, that you can be. Oh, that's beautiful. And I was like, bling, light bulb. Tap into spirit. Light bulb. Yes. And so I was like, Gray, when I want you to be more spiritual, I'm not saying go to church or get in touch with God or spirits and go out on a vision quest and whatever. No. Do you feel like you're being the most you, Mm. you, you could be right now? And what are the things that make you feel the most you, you? Same with our conversation with um, the guy, I can't think of his name either, who did um, uh, how to be single or like how to stay, how to, how to be single. Oh, John Kim. John Kim. The angry therapist. Yes, the angry therapist. Mm -hmm. And his whole thing is kind of the same thing of like, when do you feel most you? When was the last time you felt you? What Mm -hmm. makes you feel you? And... That is what I'm realizing that so many people are lacking in their lives. And it does have mind, body, spirit implications. And, and, and what's difficult is a lot of times I've realized in pop culture right now, spiritual bypassing is a big issue where, you know, it's like, just meditate away your depression. But then the conversation that's also really difficult to have, I've noticed, and that is why I haven't talked about it on Instagram and other stuff is like, yeah, but we if we do, if we are neglecting our spiritual selves, if we, if I am neglecting the things that are so holy Becca. Yeah. There are going to have, there is going to have, there are going to be effects on my mental health. There is going to be effects on my body, on my energy levels, on my sickness and health. For, for myself personally, one of the biggest testaments to that was when I was, you know, growing up, like you know super conservative and then after I got married to Evan and I thought there was going to be a shift because I thought for some reason via fucking (laughs) culture and purity culture and all that that when when I got married everything would just kind of fall into place for me and um it surprise it didn't and um I was still part of that same community and it's in that community is not me and it's it's okay if it is for someone yes. else and that's what fulfills someone else if they're not hurting people. But like that community wasn't for me and I was doing things on a daily basis that I didn't believe in. I was doing things on a daily basis that I didn't want to do that, that suppressed who I really was. And, um, and I, my bipolar had never been more raging. Mm. My depression, my anxiety, um, I was, that's when I was 5150. Like, I mean, there was, it was massive. And as soon as I took the step, which was really fucking scary 
and like potentially going to lose like all my friends and family at the time to be like, I can't have, this is not who I am and I can't participate in this anymore. As scary as it was, all those things, they didn't disappear, but it was massively different. I started to wake up in the morning and not feel a heavy burden. Like I was able claustrophobic in your own life. I didn't live every moment in in anxiety or depression. I, I, I was able to like enjoy like things around me and conversations that I hadn't been able to before. I was able to enjoy people who I wouldn't have enjoyed before because I was just so bothered by everything because I was so bogged down because I wasn't who I, who I really was. I wasn't being who I really am. And it it was it changed everything for me so it's not like this and so that for me that quote unquote spirituality was a rejection of the spirituality that had been forced on me and that was me then pulling back and trying to figure out what was best for me mm-hmm. and that was wildly spiritual for me at the time which a lot of people would have been like oh that was the absence of i'm like no like that was me discovering me right because if we're getting down to the terms of these words what is spirit you know mm-hmm. i mean like that, that that is the life force right life that's force the, that's the that's, flame within like yeah. and if you're not and, and you know it's a but cliches are cliches for a reason if you're not true to yourself you're i don't know like choking out that flame in yourself mm-hmm. and your body and your mind will rebel against you you know it's like yeah i also know for myself too personally when i was able to start to be more true to who I was, I was able to acknowledge my flaws and how I hurt other people better. Yes. That is a really big phase that I'm in right now. Okay. And it's a really good, it's actually been a really amazing phase because I'm realizing the things that I've been putting out that have been hurting people and also hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And I've been realizing once I've become aware of them that I can change them and I can change them. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. that's so cool. I can yeah. just change the way I'm talking about people and change the way I'm therefore seeing myself. Yeah. Like, ding, amazing light bulb moment, you know. And I don't know about you, but for me, I've realized um, and I really, I have really let's do an episode where we both think about like what spirituality is to us mm. and the things that have like how far like the where we've been, and how we've moved I through that journey. That. Let's let's have a let's have a conversation about that soon. Um, I would love that. But I think I was in denial for a really long time and I was like, no, you know, that doesn't that doesn't hurt me. That's yeah. fun. And no, I'm not hurt. I'm just, in fact, I think we even had this conversation on the podcast like four months ago being like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fun. And that's the way you connect with people is sometimes hating on shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and lately I've been just calling myself to a, uh, calling myself to a bit of a higher standards. I'm like, what about connecting with people on things that you both love and enjoy and want to pursue? Mm-hmm. Maybe I can, Maybe I can challenge my current relationships, which has been really interesting in like that's yeah, it's a relationship shift for sure. You're like, oh, we my my loved ones and I are spending a lot of time talking about all the things we don't like out there. Same. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. So but it's all good. So I'm excited. So I think for 2022, my thing is um I don't know. I just feel like I, I, I just feel like I'm a plane on a tarmac right now, like moving. 
and I'm ready to like take off. I think 2022, I'm just ready to I love soar that. into new heights of like being myself. So I'm super psyched. I'm really excited. Things gonna that be makes good. Makes me happy. It's and this is then gonna be your 27th. It is birthday? gonna be my 27th birthday. Becca. Is that a return? 27 is. I don't know. Technically, though, I looked at it, my Saturn return is not supposed to be till I'm 29. Okay. But I know. There's something about the 27th year when you, t- I feel like, so, like every person I talk to about it, there's something about a shift in the 27th year that's massive. Well, that's, whenever, that's when, that's when exactly what I just told you that happened with me was when I turned 27. Mm. And like, I'm talking like on the dot when I turned 27. It was like, okay, I got, I got pregnant in my 27th year, like. And everything shifted for me in like the best way possible in my life. One of my friends uh, last week was telling me she was like, and I, she was saying, and I feel like our world, our whole world, not even just the United States. I feel she's like, I feel like the whole world right now is in the teenage years and we Mm. are trying to all figure out who we are and where we're going all caused by like the pandemic and being forced to stop and being forced to yeah i mean the, all the supply chain issues everything that everyone's talking right now all this shit everything like is shaken up and we're going to have to choose how we evolve into Adults. maturity yeah wow. collectively yeah. yeah and uh so i think it's a really powerful time embrace it mm-hmm. agreed absolutely <sighs> let agreed. it ache let it pull through you and stretch you and change you mm-hmm. then we, may we come out like beautiful butterflies <laughs> come face to face with the stuff that's tough yeah that you don't like and be our most beautiful selves mm-hmm. emerging from the cocoon butterfly broths <laughs> did you know that scientists don't know what happens in the cocoon I was listening to an a, an NPR an NPR thing. It's actually same within the womb. There they can they can do like like a fetal like life support type thing up until like a certain there's like a week window between this week and this week, and they cannot no matter what they cannot mimic what happens in the womb during that time. That's wild. And they can only get to a certain point where like where they can do life support from then on, you know, like cuz they can now do it like 21, 22 weeks. Right. But there's like a period, I think it's like between like 14 and 20 weeks and they cannot figure out how to like mimic that. And then the cocoon is like that? The the butterfly cocoon is like that. I'm explaining it poorly cuz I'm not a scientist and far from it. But look it up. NPR butterfly cocoon something some shit like that. There is a point where they do not know what happens. Something changes. When the, when the, when the caterpillar turns yeah. into a butterfly and they don't know what it is and they can't mimic it. There's like, there's nothing with the faux cocoons. They can't, they cannot observe it. There is something magical, if you will call it. I was going to say, now that is, see, that is real life magic and it is stuffed full. Granted, 300 years ago, we thought that gnats just like appeared in rotten meat and that rotten meat bred gnats. And that was just a mystery that we didn't know. And then science advances and we figured it out. But where we're at right now. But what I'm saying is, is the the magic is in the fact that like we can go to the moon, but we don't know what happens within yeah. the tiniest butterfly cocoon. But even that we, if, even if we figure out what happens inside the butterfly cocoon, that shit is so magical, right? Changes from a caterpillar. Like look at How? a caterpillar. How? Look at what a caterpillar looks like into a butterfly. The fact that well, I'm speaking to you right now, it's like the all the things having to happen in my body to connect with my brain, to be able to say one word. 
I was thinking that when I was driving yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I can just get in my car and just like go <laughs> hundreds of miles, yeah, thousands yeah. of miles just to somewhere else. What? Magic. <laughs> Magic. Magic. <laughs> and no, we have not been doing psychedelic drugs. Only like, talking about it. Okay. Sober. Okay. <laughs> Magic. Anyway, with that broads. Broads, what a wonderful conversation. We love you all. <sighs> and uh, we'll chat soon. Chat soon.